Hey, murder lovers, my name is Mackenzie. And this is Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Today, I have a very unique crime story. A unique crime story. Right. Okay. This is something that took place in Idaho. Okay. Da, da, da. That's it. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> and? He was a potato farmer. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was literally going to say this. I'm just new with potatoes. No. So this is one of the most unique cases, I think, um, and even by Boise police in their own terms, like that they've ever investigated. Oh. So. Well, you do have a knack for finding the weird ones. So. You know, I don't know how. It's after a lot of seen it, heard that, that I'm like, I need to look for gritty cases. And that's how I find these stupid, crazy ones. So this is a case where a wife killed her husband and got away with it for almost 30 years. Whoa. Yeah. So seemingly out of nowhere. And again, I'm just kind of doing what I did I think two episodes ago is I'm gonna get straight to it and work a little bit backwards just because that's going to hopefully make the most sense and I'll make sense of things and how we got to this point so out of nowhere the Boise police received a tip this tip led them to look into Judy Goff for a murder that had happened 27 years ago they executed a search warrant at her previous home Lloyd Ford was Judy's ex-husband. Before he ever met Judy, he had been married and had three kids, Sandy, Pamela, and Tommy. That marriage, although he was a great father, had nothing to do with that, just didn't work out with the mom. He separated with her, and eventually he met Judy. He was a Navy vet, and Judy was twice divorced and had three kids by the time she met Lloyd. She had two boys and one daughter named Kimberly. Kimberly went on a daylight interview and said that she liked it best when it was just her mom and her two brothers because when there was a new man in Judy's life, it seemed to just be all about them and they just they were thrown by the wayside. Got so it. in 1973, Judy and Lloyd got married, got divorced, got married again. To each other. Oh, my gosh. And after the second time they got married, they seemed to be living a picture-perfect life. They, a lot of people said that, you know, she was always, her hair was always done, her house was always clean and perfect, and, you know, kids were clean. It just, mm. it just seemed like the perfect life. Cute. By 1980, Lloyd's oldest daughter, Sandy was 20 years old and she was attending college. She went to the University of Nebraska. She made weekly phone calls to her father until one of those times Judy picked up the phone and told her that and she told her that her dad had gone away on business. Sandy called again a couple days later wanting to talk to her dad again and then that's when Judy told her that Lloyd had actually ran off with another woman and just left his family too. So left both families behind to go be with another woman. This was after their second stab at marriage? Correct. Okay, okay. This is during the time that everyone thought they were just living a happy life. Not so perfect anymore, huh? Nope. Time went on, and they didn't hear from Lloyd. They thought that 
he had just abandoned both families, all his responsibilities. They heard a lot of rumors that kept stringing them along about where his whereabouts would be or where he, uh, what he was up to. Mm-hmm. One of the weird stories that they heard is that maybe he was up at Mount St. Helens while it erupted. You know, there's a guy that did that, right? What? He was up at Mount St. Helens when it erupted, and he was like, we'll do an episode on him sometime, but he's like absolutely bonkers. And oh. like he died on the mountain, but like there's all this stuff prior to like him dying on the mountain that's just like bananas. No. My sister in law was telling me about it the other day. I think it was either my sister in law or my brother. They were telling me about it, and it's absolutely insane. Oh yeah, I want to hear that. Yeah, I'll t- it's not like super true crime, although he like messed around in things that were illegal. But he's totally insane, it's and it's a hilarious. Crazy story. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. So Lloyd. Even though the family kept hearing all these crazy stories about where he might be, he had no communication with anyone. He completely just fell off the face of the earth. Some years later, Judy filed for divorce, and since Lloyd was not there to show up to the hearing, she was granted the divorce and was given everything, all the assets. Okay. Life went on for everyone. Okay? So after 27 years, in 2017, so really, really recent... Oh, I forgot how you started this story. I know. I, was I already told you like, what happened. Where is he? <laughs> God, I'm dumb. I'll tell you where I literally he like is. this whole time I've been waiting to figure out where he is. No. Well, I will tell you where he is. <laughs> oh or where gosh, he was for 27 years. So in 2017 is when finally the silence was broken and this terrible skeleton. That the entire family, and I'll tell you how the entire family had the skeleton in the closet, came out. So Kimberly, Judy's oldest daughter, finally told someone her secret. Something that had been weighing on her for almost three decades, Mm -hmm. 27 years. So she confided in her boss over a cup of coffee. Oh, no. So I don't... One of the interviews with the boss say that... He just, it looked like something was on her mind. Something was bugging her. So he's like, let's go out for coffee. And apparently she just poured out her darkest secret. And it just. Her poor boss is probably like, never mind. Like, (laughs) Do you want to raise? Should we just go back to the office and just. Do you want me to have someone take your Saturday? Uh, Like, do you need the weekend off? Oh my gosh, I'm getting an email. I have to go. There's an emergency power outage at the office. They're out of copying paper. No, I'm just kidding. So the boss did the right thing, though. He picked up the phone. He called Boise police and told them the unbelievable story. So he was the original tipster that made the police open up a full-blown investigation. Now, keep in mind that this isn't a missing persons case mm-hmm. that went cold. This, for the Boise police, was a brand new case. So they had to start from square one. They just got this random-ass call that they knew someone was dead, not, had just disappeared. So they had to start from empty mm-hmm. canvas. They had to figure out what the hell happened. Is right. this real? Who is, it? is it really? Are they missing? Are they dead? Anyway. So Kimberly's story... Or how she recounts this mm-hmm. goes like this. Well, because how old is she at this point? So she was 12 years old at this time. When this happened? Yes. Okay, okay. Got it. So 
when it all came to light, uh, she was 39. Right. But when Lloyd went missing, and I'm using air quotes. She was a child. She was a kid. So she said that she was 12 years old when one of the days when she walked into the kitchen, her mom stopped her dead in her tracks and asked her to talk and asked her how she would like it if Lloyd was gone. She offered Kimberly a new life. Was Lloyd her dad? Stepdad. Okay, okay. She offered Kimberly a new life, that it would just be her, the boys, living happily together. This, of course, seemed great to little Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Remember, she said that she liked it best when it was just her and her brothers because right. the mom paid more attention to them. Right. And Kimberly, like I said, said yes, but she didn't know the gravity of her yes. No. No, well, if your mom has been married multiple times, right. you're thinking like if she's coming to you and being like, "How would you like it if it was just us again?" You're probably right. thinking, "Oh, she's gonna get divorced again." Right. Not thinking that. So that's exactly what she thought. Right. Yeah, she said, "Mom's gonna leave him," so I'm saying yes. You know, who knows? Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Here's the door. Right. We've done this before. I'll call you an Uber. Right. <laughs> you can go. So a couple days went by, and on another occasion, Judy sat Kimberly down and started going through different scenarios of how she could make him disappear. Hmm. So she was saying things like, what if I smothered him? What if I slit his throat? Wait. The mom is saying this to 12-year-old Kimberly. Oh, my goodness. And she finally landed on actually killing him. So I don't know if any of those contemplations included running away or just divorcing him or, you know, leaving in general. But she was exploring options. Right. But she landed on... He needs to die. He needs to die. Earl needs to die. Uh, So. Oh, if my cousin's listening right now, she's going to love this, Megan. We used to love that song. I love that song. We had a whole, like, dance to that song. That's what you do when you're growing up. So after Judy decided that she was going to kill Lloyd, she sent Kimberly to the store to get sleeping pills. When Kimberly got home, she saw that her mom, Judy, was crushing up the sleeping pills and putting them in Lloyd's favorite dessert, which was vanilla ice cream with butterscotch topping. He gobbled it right up. I'm sure. He didn't die this night. So he obviously just went to sleep or was just, you know, zombified. But the next day, Judy sent the boys to school as normal. And she kept Kimberly home. See, this is where it gets messed up. Like, yep. don't drag a kid into your, your right. sick, sick ways. She had already done enough involving the kid. right? And to keep her home for this... And I don't know if I, I may probably failed to mention, she is the oldest. So. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just like, why, why drag your child into all of this? Right. So Kimberly witnessed that her mom put more crushed up sleeping pills into Lloyd's coffee that morning. And then she fixed them another plate of ice cream and did the same thing. So some hours went by, and then Kimberly heard some ruckus coming from the bedroom. It sounded like it was someone 
repeatedly walking into the door, into the closed door from inside. And sure enough, she now knows that it was Lloyd trying to get out and that, and Kimberly heard him saying, what the hell is wrong with me, Judy? And Judy was saying something along the lines of, you'll be all right. You'll be, you'll feel better soon. So he was in the stupor of those sleeping pills. Right. And didn't even know how to work a door. He probably felt ill and Right. Drowsy, just stupid. Right. Like coming out of Benadryl times a hundred. And Kimberly recalls that Lloyd kept his fishing poles lined up behind their bedroom door. Mm Mm-hmm. And because he repeatedly was walking into the door trying to get out, his hands were all tangled up in the in the hooks from the fishing lines. Yeah. So he had hooks all on his hands, like stuck on his hands from trying to get ow. out. Ow, 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 ow. Yeah. Can you imagine? But, like, oh. that's, oh, ow. Mm, sorry. <laughs> you ever stuck yourself with one of those suckers? It yes. really freaking hurts. Imagine... Like, ten, I don't even know how many, but that's a lot. Yeah. One's bad enough. So Kimberly, at that point, remembers that Judy asked her to go out to the back of the house and to bring back in a trunk. Mm-hmm. Just a storage trunk. Kimberly did as she was told. She was, again, she was just doing what her mom told her to do. She didn't think anything of it. She didn't know exactly, or says that she doesn't know exactly what was going on at this point. She's 12 years old. Mm -hmm. So Kimberly brought the trunk in. I think she put it in like a common room area type thing. And then she went on to the living room to do, I guess, to just sit there. Mm -hmm. She wasn't doing anything in the bedroom with her mom at this time. Her mom came out of the room while smoking a cigarette and said to Kimberly, all right, I'm ready. Judy. Kimberly's like, for what? What, mom? (laughs) So. To go to school or. (laughs) So Judy told Kimberly to go into their bedroom. She thought this was weird because according to her, like, going into her parents' bedroom was never a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, they were just not allowed there. They were, you know, never invited to go into their parents' bedroom. So the fact that her mom was telling her this, that's when maybe some other, you know, bells started ringing for right. her. Kimberly went into the room. She saw that Judy had placed Lloyd on the floor on top of a bedroom sheet. On the edge of that bed, there was a shotgun. Oi. Kimberly said that at one point, Judy had the gun pointed at Lloyd's chest, and she asked Kimberly to pull the trigger. No. No, 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 no. Well, she held it. That's messed up. Kimberly refused, and then she started screaming at Judy something like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And Judy responded with, cover my ears so she had little 12 year old kimberly cover her ears while she pulled the trigger oh on my lloyd gosh why would you do that to your child a 12 year old like it doesn't matter like I mean, even yeah, whatever but ridiculous. like yeah why like why drag her into all of this traumatic it's almost like she um she wanted her to pull the trigger so then the responsibility falls on maybe her Probably. I think it was half that, half 
she couldn't go through with it or didn't so want to make your kid do right. it. It's so beyond me. I can't, I can't understand. So Kimberly said that while she sat there covering her mom's ears, she was shutting her eyes as hard as she could. She remembers that what now seems like maybe just a moment mm-hmm. seemed like forever. And she remembers yelling at her mother, just do it already. Okay. So moments later, she heard the shotgun go off. Right. Kimberly said that she ran out of the house into one of the alleys behind the house and just sat there like child's pose, just crying, sobbing. Mom didn't come after her. Uh She just kind of let her collect herself. And then eventually, Kimberly walked back into the house. Mom was waiting for her to finish what they were doing. Oh, like get rid of everything? Right. So, is this like a fun little like mother daughter bonding experience oh, for her? Yeah, or? I'm a little late for Mother's Day, but yeah, <laughs> it's just, I don't understand. crazy. Judy then had Kimberly help her pull Lloyd by the bed sheet out of the room and into the trunk that Kimberly had previously brought in. They drug the now heavy trunk outside and placed it by the outside of the house. Judy then rented a carpet cleaner all same day because they had to do this all before the boys got home. Uh-huh. She rented a carpet cleaner and made Kimberly help her with the cleanup as well. Shotgun, I can't imagine. That's a lot Messy of as fuck. Yeah, you're literally like blowing out somebody's insides. Right. And she went to chest. So that's just a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So, so a couple of days go by and Judy had to figure out what to do with the body that's now in the trunk on side of their house this reminds me so much of dead to me just because of the name judy (laughs) and like the fact that people are dying and everything if you guys haven't watched dead to me oh yeah yeah. (laughs) if you haven't watched dead to me on netflix what are you doing so good go watch it applegate's like amazing i love judy's character so much yeah judy's character you can't help but like her because she sees the good in everybody yeah and then you realize like there's she actually got a little, little, little twinge in there. And of... then she gets herself wrapped up in everything because she sees all uh-huh. the good in all these people. And, like, she just doesn't know boundaries. I can't stand, though, <laughs> when she gets confessy. <laughs> like, Shut up, Judy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. She's a... She, and her character is amazing. Great show, though. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So... Because she still had to figure everything out, she told her boys that she wanted to plant a peach tree in the backyard. Casual. She said that she needed, of course, their help digging the hole to plant it. Oh my gosh, she's bringing them in now too. Yep. She had the boys dig up the hole and then help her put the trunk in the hole. Not a peach tree. Filled it back up. And then said that she changed her mind about the peach tree. So there was never a tree planted there either. And the boys didn't go, so what's with the trunk? And where's Lloyd? Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, I think it was usual for him to go away on business, maybe a couple days at a time. So maybe days two and three didn't seem too unusual. Yeah. And by that time, trunk was gone. Gone. Yeah. Quote, unquote. But... It's, um, sorry, there's no recounting of whether or not the boys questioned it or not at this point. So, a few months later, 
Judy decided that she needed to move the body. So Kimberly and Judy started digging up again. And after much digging, finally came across the remains again. Kimberly recalls that the trunk was falling apart because it was like a wood trunk. Mm. But Lloyd was not completely decomposed. Ugh. Because she could, she still remembers seeing some of his tattoos. Oh my god. Can you even imagine having to recover from that? No. Because at that point, like, they're oozy and, well, like, they have that skin slippage stuff happening. And, oh. They got a lot of wormy friends with oh, them. Oh, God. Maggots. Uh, oh. <sighs> nope. No, thank you. Not today, Satan. It goes without saying he was not all in one piece. Yeah. So Judy decided that it was best to keep him there. Okay. <laughs> 15 years after the murder, oh. Judy sold her house to her youngest son. He knew what had happened by this point. Again, family we don't secret. Know how. Right. Family okay. secret. I'm sure stuff. Probably a couple of drunken nights. I don't know. Well, whatever. The daughter's telling her boss over coffee, like. Right. But that was 27 years later. It's only coffee, though. True. So, what does it True. take for you to tell your brother what <laughs> your happened? Your brother. Yeah. Um, because he kind of had an idea of what had happened. He wanted to get rid of the body because he's now the new owner of the house. He wanted that gone. Right. So. No bad juju in my new. He didn't know where to dig, though. Oh. So he called Kimberly up and said, hey, can you come over and point it out again? Hey, sis. Yeah. Um, Do me I'm, a solid. I kind of need to get this body out of here. So can you like come over and tell me exactly God. where he's buried so I just like know where to dig? Oh, my God. All right, cool. See you in 15 minutes. All great. right, thanks. Great. Wait, could you have any extra shovels? That'd be great. Thanks. Just bring those over with you. Also, if you could bring like a margarita mix or something like that, that would be fantastic. I think that, you know, it's going to be hard work, so we're going to break a sweat. Yeah. Just bring that over with you. Just stop on by when you get a chance. Thanks. Click. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so she obliged. She came over. She told her brother, this is where I remember it happening. She said that, of course, she remembers exactly where it happened because it's burned into her fucking mind. And she's had to do this twice now. Yeah. Well, yeah, third time now. You know, the beginning, the dig up. Okay, so uh, the younger brother and a couple of cousins, uh, or I guess, sorry, one cousin dug up Lloyd's remains. Any guesses on what they did? Took them to a dump. Oh, I thought they were just going to be like, never mind, and just, like, rebury him again. <laughs> no. Now we have a cousin involved? Yeah. Wow. So they took him to a dump. There yep. cannot have been much left there. No, but they probably took the big pieces. Like Tumor, skull, probably ribs. And I'll tell you why here in just a minute. Mm-hmm. The police, fast forward again. The police had enough at this point to get a search warrant. Right. They had talked to people, talked to family members, you know, tracked down Kimberly again, got the story again. They got a search warrant. They asked Kimberly to go. Sorry. Go back to the go yard and point it out. Yard. Oh, Kimberly. <laughs> Girl. She's like, all right. I, I know where this is. Yeah, just another day. 
The police found small bones from a human hand and, and a foot was recovered. So when the youngest boy and the cousin thought they dug it all up, they had left, inevitably had left some things behind. Did you do a full <sighs> limb check? No. <laughs> How many bones do we have in our body? A lot. They missed a few. <laughs> I'd have to call my mom and ask. Uh, is it 258? I don't know. She teaches know. anatomy. She would know. So uh, Judy was arrested right off the bat. And she was granted bail until her hearing because she wasn't a flight risk. At this point, she is in her uh, golden years, or what do you call it? Her silver years. She's older. She's an old lady. She's in some type of years. She's in some type of years. She's she's Medicare eligible at this point. So. (laughs) (laughs) That's how we measure. Six months later, they had a trial. The defense presented a case of abuse, and that was the reason behind the murder. She said that she'd killed him in self-defense because she was afraid of her life and her children's lives. And her kids were like, he was never violent, though. There is... Evidence that he might have been? There is no evidence that he might have been. And his three children from the first marriage say that Lloyd was just the sweetest guy, wouldn't hurt a fly, Mm -hmm. never heard any, like, the only thing that they would say he's guilty of was that he was too lovable, so that's almost why they believed, like, fell in love again with a different woman, Mm. and it's a possibility that he, you know, could have left for another family. I see. But then again, it's like, if your parent has that kind of integrity, would they leave you? I don't know. I don't think so. If you have, like, the most loving parent and then all of a sudden they, like, bail out on you, like, that would be a red flag to me. Yeah. Judy ended up taking a plea deal. Okay. And she got 10 years in prison. No. She's currently serving her time. And nothing ever happened to Kimberly? No. Good. I mean, good. Yeah. No. But it's like Other it's, than she's fucking traumatized for life. Obviously. Yeah. Um, therapy she, is She goes be. to counseling. She goes to therapy. Um, you know, she's lived with this secret for 20 some year, 27 years. Yeah. And I can't imagine the weight on that Ugh. being on you. Ugh. Um, and the thing is that she's talked about this a lot that it was obviously a secret between her and her mom. Right. But the mom always made it seem like she would turn herself in. Mm-hmm. Because she would tell Kimberly, if it's if that's really gonna make you feel better, you know, just just tell me. I'll turn myself in. It's not a big deal. So she kept playing that card. Of, I'm on your side, I understand how hard this is, blah, blah, blah. Do the two of them have any type of relationship at this point? Do you um, know? I don't believe so. Um, you think you'd just be so angry with somebody, like, constantly manipulating you like that. And that's exactly what it was. It was manipulation at its best. Like, this mom knew exactly what she was doing, telling Kimberly that, hey, you know, if this is weighing on you too much, just say the word. And I'll, I'll call the cops on myself. Yeah, but she will. And as a daughter that, you know, loved her mom. Right. She was like, no, it's okay, mom. Da, 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 da. Because you don't want your parent to go to jail for the party. And then you, I'm sure, was fearful of what would happen to her as well. 
Well, yeah, there's probably, I'll bet you there's a little bit of a head game there with the mom and being like, just so right. you know. Blah, you blah, would blah, go blah. down for it too. Right. So it's a terrible, terrible story of a family secret that was just. That's so crazy that it all those years later it would come up like that. Yeah, so I can't believe that, you know, she kept a secret for so long. Did they find any of the remains in the dump? No. That's too bad. No. You would think somebody would be it like, happened uh, years and years. There's a, there's a skull here. Right. There's a, there's a human skull. Which makes me think it was, it was either so bad, like, decomposed, but... Or it got smashed somehow. It got and... smashed somehow, or they just maybe threw in a trash bag and it got compacted and, you know, broke and... Yeah, that's too bad. But other big bones like the femur or, you know. Or they thought, you know, Omzi came through here and they were doing their body <laughs> exhibit and one of these bodies just wasn't. They had extra bones. <laughs> wasn't preserved correctly. and Yeah. Isn't that crazy though? That's nuts. To keep that secret for so long that and to hang it over someone's head almost. I know. Like who so wants to long? live like that? Right. Not and me. poor Kimberly had to live like that for the longest time. Yeah. So I actually don't blame her, although it was only over coffee that she spilled the beans, but... Yeah, to your boss. My boss would have been like, all right, I'm gonna get to go. <laughs> Imagine telling my boss, he'd be like, no, no, Ken, stop. Stop, stop telling me. <laughs> There's no interviews, though, with the boys. I'd like to know their, their perspective. Things. Right. Yeah, I would too. Especially the younger one. Dude. Yeah, it would be interesting to know. You. You bought the house. You bought the house. Knowing. And then said, hey, you know what? I don't want to live here. The body's here. Let's dig that shit up. Let's right. dig it out. What? You mind coming over so we can clear out this yard? Wow. Do a little yard work? Seriously. Awful. Anywho. All right. That was a quick little mini for you. Thank you. You're welcome. If you guys would, you're welcome. What is? Oh my gosh! What was that show? Oh my gosh! What is that show? Awkward. 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 You're You're welcome. welcome. (laughs) All right, you guys can follow us and leave us messages on Instagram, and you can do that by going to our handle at a stranger danger podcast. You can email us at a stranger danger podcast at gmail.com. Facebook, Stranger Danger colon A True Crime Podcast, and the Facebook group, Stranger Danger colon Murder Lovers. And on Twitter, you can find us at SD True Crime Pod. <laughs> I got finger guns going this whole time. Pew pew. pew, pew. <laughs> Thank you so much, you guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.